0: What do you do to keep the stay to stay motivated?
1: Drive. I have drive, I have tenacity, I have optimism, I have faith, I have hope. Um and and overall it's there there is no other. There is no other. It just is I am.
0: What's up, everybody? This is indeed the E-man. Singing like a villain, singing like Bob Dylan. Keep it on the what with some better stuff. And, um, man, uh, whew, what can I say? Today's going to be a special treat, man. Um, I'm, I'm, my guest is just uh, uh, an amazing person, man. I mean, she was a part of the original seven on Nickelodeon's hit sketch show, All That. But but that's not all. That's not all. Collect- collectively, she's done the voice of La Cienega Boulevardes on The Proud Family and The Proud Family Louder and P- Prouder for about seven years. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that, she is Saturday morning royalty, okay? She was on TNBC's hit show, One World. We're living in one world, which was my jam, you know. Uh, oh my gosh! And you know, add producer, executive producer to the mix because she, um, this documentary that I was totally obsessed with, I've watched at least seven times. Nickelodeon: The Orange Years. Yeah, she's an executive producer on that. So I guess you could say she's multifaceted, um, versatile. I like to say that she's all that and then some. I want to welcome Elisa Reyes to the special delivery show. What's going on, Elisa? How are you doing?
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. That was the best introduction. Feel free to just introduce me wherever I go. I'm Good honestly thing. in deep, deep gratitude for all of your love and light. And I was so excited to get a chance to align with you. Uh, you know you had interviewed Phil Moore and he was like yes. you gotta do a show and I was like listen we are of the same tribe so without a doubt this is fam and I'm so excited to be a part of the frequency so thank you yeah. for having me
0: thank you so much for being on shout out to Phil Moore man <laughs> I, I was I really had a fun time talking to him and and you know I'm glad he suggested you know that you come on the show man I mean he's a really really cool guy
1: it's really oh, an honor. It's an honor,
0: you know. You, you know, interviewing him and everything. I wanted to know, um, first of all, how are things in your area of the world? How is the weather? How are things?
1: Honestly, you know, I I I, I am very blessed where I I live with my beautiful family, and and you know, well, we just had a really lovely, peaceful holiday season. So, happy New Year! Sending everyone year, yes. love and abundance. This this special special year of the dragon, right? Right. Uh, so, so, and, and we are embarking in numerology, the number eight, which is abundance. So I'm just trying to stay, um, in gratitude rather than in lack and just, you know, take all of what we absorbed this past year and just start fresh and, and, and create magic. Right. So I'm just happy to be here. I have so many fun things to share and, um, yeah, once again, like I said, thank you so much for having me. And 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 like I said, Happy New Year to everyone. This is really going to be a magical year. So we have to yes. stay in a high vibration. Serious. Yes. I'm serious. We have to oh, stay yeah. in a high vibration.
0: Yes, good, <laughs> good vibrations. You know, I'm a very, very I'm a, just shout out, because I never expect to get anything on Christmas. You know what I mean? But my sister oh. hooked me up with some, like some, I have a, some new t-shirts. I got some new okay. socks. It's always good to have okay. new socks and, you know, well, some yes. drawers. Uh, like the necessities
1: without yes. a doubt. Yes, yes. without a so, doubt. I love so it. So very
0: grateful. Um now with all my interviews, I always like to start off with the childhood because I feel like that's a foundational thing. You know, you're building your dreams when you're a kid. And I wanted to know, you know, I know you're a New Yorker, you know, shout yes. out to New York. You know, I was born in Jersey. And um hey. I wanted to know, like, you know, what was it like? What was your childhood like growing up in New York? Like, and what was your favorite cereal? I always ask people that as well. Oh, that's
1: a good question. Well, to answer what was my favorite cereal, uh, I did a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial and that's what allowed me to join SAG in 1990. So I'm going to say Honey Nut Cheerios. Nice. (laughs) Because literally, figuratively speaking, it was my favorite because it was the reason I was able to officially join my union. And so, and plus it tasted good. But oh, yeah. as far as as far as far New York City goes, um, that's my hometown. I'm from Manhattan. I'm Irish, Italian, Dominican. So I like to call myself a little bit the United Nations. And I was bi-coastal up until like my teens. And then when a lot of my work Officially bought, brought me out to the West Coast. My mother, God rest her soul, her and I decided to make the West Coast our home because as an actor, that's where most of us kind of landed, right? right. And and mm-hmm. grounded at, you know? And I was blessed to come from a major city and, and be able to thrive out of New York and then, you know, go to Hollywood. Uh, but a lot of people aren't from a major city and they have to really try to, you know, make away from themselves to get notice, And even with me, you know, like when I share my story about all that on Nickelodeon, you know, it took me seven auditions to, to, to finally solidify, you know, the alignment. I mean, you know, it's, it's been something I've been doing for over 35 years of my life. And, and, and New York is my home, my root, my foundation. I miss my food. I miss yes. the energy of staying up late and everything being accessible and the high frequency energy. But what I love about the West Coast too is just, you know, the nature aspect and the kumbaya <laughs> and and my yoga and all that amazing stuff. You know, in New York I had to go to Central Park if I wanted to get anything related to Gaia, aka Mother Nature.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I got like I always like, you know, it's been a long time since I've been to Jersey, but I always miss like, you know, uh I can't eat it anymore. Uh, White Castle. I used to love going to White Castle. right? And, you know, having a real slice of pizza, you know what I mean? Having a real
1: slice of pizza. Yeah. Here in California, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some places that are really monumental and they have their Italian oven and they make it like the real margarita style because I'm part Italian. So I'm very like, I like my carbs. I like my pasta. I like my pizza, you know, but, but yes, it's hard to, it's hard to find really good food. And I feel like New York in particular is really a melting pot of all of that. Right. So.
0: Oh yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: If you haven't gone, please visit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go. Uh, um, Like one of my, one of my memories growing up in Jersey, like I would like, you know, during the summertime specifically uh, when the ice cream truck rolled around, and um, yes. so I wanted to know, like, when you would, you know, chase after the ice cream truck, maybe like I did, what was what was the thing that you got on off the ice cream truck?
1: Um, I feel like I, I've gone through what, like the what's it called, like the bomber, like the red, white and blue. It's so messy. Yes,
0: yeah, the bomb. Pop. Like a
1: rocket, the bomb pop. Right. Yes. Then I would always get. Oh, I it was it was like strawberry with a crumble over it.
0: Oh, the strawberry shortcake. Good humor. Oh,
1: yes. yeah. Yes. That was that, or just the traditional one that comes, I think, I don't know if it was vanilla or chocolate, but all of those were really good. And then every now and then, you know, I would get like an icy. Because I liked, I really liked icy orientated things. Like I loved slushies. Yes. In New York, I would always be the one that gets the icy, like the Italian icy after oh, yeah. the pizza. I was like, that's dessert. Yes. You got to get an Italian icy. So I'd get the lemon or the chocolate or 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 the you know what's it called like the neapolitan like the three different colors
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so
1: Eat. yeah yeah all that and then then finally when my palette got in enhanced i did coconut
0: oh nice shout oh, out I... to
1: kiki the kiki the island girl kiki the island girl <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh did you have any like favorite games growing up like like in the neighborhood because you know back in the day we didn't have all this Mm -hmm. stuff that the kids have so what Mm -hmm. was like one of your favorite things to do was it hide and seek was it freeze tag was it it was
1: red light green light one one two three which i teach to my daughter (laughs) i'm like red light green light one two (laughs) um hide and go seek because then you would go sneak a kiss with your boyfriend or girlfriend (laughs) yeah
0: yeah sounds Um, about right
1: yeah um and and i would say probably like tag you know what i mean tag's always fun
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I played.
1: Sure. Yeah, definitely hide and seek. Hide and seek was fun, and just being outside. I mean, I think like physical like yeah. activities or toys that I brought outside. I had the silly like skip it thing with the ball, and you and it's like a little oh yeah, little yeah. thing attached, and you would skip on it, which. You know we're in roller skating and rollerblading and stuff like that,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I tell you, man, we were like growing up, you know we were tough, man. I mean, like the things that you are talking about, like the skip it, I'm like that yeah, has to not be good for your ankle, but we didn't care, you know what I mean?
1: We, oh, yeah, was it safe? probably not, but hey, when right. in Rome
0: do as the Romans? yes, just like the Pogo ball. I remember that that was dangerous too right. um <laughs> now, as gr- growing up, which movie or TV show knocked okay. your socks off? And made you uh, what which TV show or movie inspired you to w- want to become an actress?
1: I liked all of the '80s movies like The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, and Sixteen Candles. Nice. Um, classic movies like Beaches. Um, because I'm also I majored in musical theater and went to the old performing arts school in Manhattan. So like when I was oh, able cool. to see women be a triple threat, like Bette Midler. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, who could sing, dance and act. And I loved watching musicals, anything, you know, like Oklahoma, Will Rogers Follies, Wizard of Oz, you know, oh, yeah. um, just anything, you know, Meet Me in St. Louis, anything that was a musical I loved to watch on TV. So, so, yeah, I would say things like along that line, you know.
0: For sure. sure. But I liked a lot of stuff. Like one of the things that really kind of knocked my socks off was the first time I watched Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom because I didn't oh, yeah. know what I was getting into, and it terrified oh, yeah. me. But it was fascinating. <laughs> and then I waited mm-hmm. in line for at least two or three hours to see it, and I thought it was just it was great. It just it changed my. I just want to um ask you about all that you know yeah ask away ask away that you're on, on now this is a fun fact my very very first concert i don't know if you were a part of it or not but the, there's this thing called the all that music and More festival and um okay it was you know some of the all cat all that members were there um okay and, but uh, monica it was monica tatiana okay. Lee, 98 yeah. degrees mm-hmm. and Aaron carter mm-hmm. and i had okay. it i didn't know what i was getting into because i just paid money for the ticket and i was really really close and I just had a blast. It was a, just a great time. Um, I wanted to know, like, what was your what was your audition for all that like? And, um, and you know, eventually because being a part of the original seven. Um, one of the things that really appealed to me with the show was when I, I like I told you, I was born in New Jersey, but I moved to the south and mm-hmm. in North Carolina. And like when I watched that show, when I watched the intro of all of that, I felt like, oh my gosh, it's like this reminds me of Jersey, like the the, the melting <laughs> pot of the cast, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm, when moving to the mm-hmm, south, mm-hmm. moving to the south is just black, white, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, at in the 80s, it was a bit of self segregation. But anyway, I just loved that show. Growing up, I wanted to know, um, how impa- did you have any idea how impactful the show would be? Like even in the in the midst of everything.
1: Well, I knew that I was with some, I was with something high vibrational the more I kept going into the audition process because the audition process was kind of not necessarily intimate, but I wasn't around a lot of other actors. Um, I think I had seen one other actress, one or two other actresses, but every time I went in, it was just like me and my mother in the lobby. And it got to the point where I ended up like, you know, getting to know the receptionist because I was in there so many times. And I think the reason my audition process was so many times is a lot of it was kind of like a boot camp development thing of us figuring out characters and then getting to Mm -hmm. know me. And also I was the only one cast out of New York. So I felt so blessed and honored to represent the East coast in that way in regards to Manhattan, New York and represent all the little Latin girls and boys out there It meant the world to me. And, um, for me, I was actually really excited through the process because I got more confident every time. I became more of my authentic self. They really got to know me. I grew a lot through that one particular audition process. And I knew that I had it in the bag. I was just waiting for the call. And Keenan Thompson and I were kind of like the last of the tribe to get cast because Keenan was coming right off of Mighty Ducks. Right, right. And at the time I had been around 12 years old and I started acting when I was like around seven. So from seven to 12, I was doing, you know, TV and film and other things too. I was doing commercials. I was doing a lot of different things. I was paying my dues, you know, doing any type of job I could do to get myself out there taking classes, you know? doing industrials, doing modeling, fit modeling for Macy's, all these different things. My mother was running around like a loquita in taxi cabs with me, but I I wouldn't have had it any other way. We had the best time of our life. And so, you know, for me to reflect and be where I am now and to be able to talk about it, like I would do it all over again. And, you know, I, when I finally got the call that I got all that, at the time it was titled Unsketch Comedy Show or Un- Unsketched Nickelodeon Show. But when I got off the plane and I went straight to my uh, tutoring trailer where I met the rest of the cast, I looked at everyone and I knew, I was like, okay, time to buck up, we about to do this. And when we all had our table read and then finally got introduced and like a tour was done for us to see the set. Mm. It felt really real. And once we started like filming, like the pilot, we knew even before we were in the middle of it that like, we knew it was going to get picked up. We just didn't know when, but we knew, we knew there was nothing like it. And we knew th- there was magic in the air and we were all really strong together as one. And, and, it, you know, hence why the show was a success and was able to come back, right. you know, many, many years later.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, like <laughs> there's So many, and this, was, this is like when, one of the cooler things about the show was like there were so many musical performances. I remember mm-hmm. uh, TLC, of course, they did the theme song. They were on there. I remember Moke and Steph. I remember oh, my God. Them. Yeah,
1: we had such a sick soundtrack. And yes. what was fun is I'm straight from Manhattan, so I already had a palette of hip-hop, alternative music and pop. I, you know, I, I I was around all of that vibrational music. I listened to Hot 97 in New York and all the way down to Kiss Z100. But, you know, there was a lot of artists that I wasn't aware of and that I was meeting for the first time. And a lot of them were up and coming, like Usher was new. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I loved meeting Craig Mack.
0: Nice. So sad. But yes,
1: God rest his soul. And he was so nice to my mom. And he called my mom, mom manager. It was hilarious. My (laughs) mother was like, I like him. I was like, you don't even know who he is. I like him because I can understand him when he raps. That's what she yes. said about yeah. him. And I go, okay, I mama. <laughs> okay, I go, I got it. She goes, he's he's good. I like him. I go, good. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. When you meet somebody who's cool and nice, you know, and, you know, and they're not a jerk. And when oh, they're know. nice to
1: your mama, you, you score and points for sure. And nice to your sure. mom. Well, because uh, I'm yeah. coming off set. And my mom is hanging out in the back with like Coolio, Aaliyah. She's hanging out with everybody. And she's not hanging out with them like in the green room they're either in my, you know, hanging out in the hallway, talking to my mom, or my mom's straight up in their, in their, dress, in their dress room hanging out. And she was just like, you know, this amazing Italian Irish woman that was so maternal and like, you know, a mom, a grandma vibe. And it was just adorable.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And um, yeah, you no, know, my condolences. I lost my mom. Uh, um, well,
1: it, you know, it gets easier, but yet it, it doesn't at the same time because, you yeah. know, you know how it goes, but they are with us always, always. For,
0: for sure, can I tell you a funny, a uh, a uh, uh, a true story? I went sure. to the grocery I went to the grocery store. I was going to get some yeah. chicken tenders from the deli. Okay. Okay. And this lady who was at the deli who didn't know who mm-hmm. I was, and it was like mm-hmm. winter time, so it was snowing, and she says, "Um, excuse me," she says, "Where? Why? Why don't you have anything on your head?" She's like, "Why don't I have a toboggan on my head?" and i didn't know this lady and it, it, she sounded exactly how like my mom would say something like that oh, you know what i'm saying that's
1: cool. So oh, i felt yeah. like
0: my mom was kind of whispering in her ear you know what i mean
1: like you be bundle up a little bit honey
0: oh yeah for sure oh. <laughs> um which musical performances which one do you which one stays in your mind the most
1: uh tlc's energy when they came to do um, our pilot and them performing, and then I got to do a sketch with them called "Leap Froggy Frog," where oh, yeah. I played Angie B from All That Raps.
0: Nice, nice. And Kenan
1: was a frog.
0: <laughs> oh, I think I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they came oh, out as the Fly Girls.
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! That's...
1: And Left Eye, God rest her soul, gave me something that was in her hair, so I saved it and. I'll just never forget them because they were they were so petite and so just in shape and put together and so well spoken and so full of life and so full of light and so organic and authentic and they loved being there and we loved having them and they were really, really special. As well as Aaliyah. She was just so endearing and just wow. such a ray of light. She was, she was, she glowed. I mean, I can only imagine where she would be as well as like, you know, we didn't have Selena on our show, but I think of like, where would Selena be right now if she was here? Mm. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's crazy. The people that we have that are in heaven, but you know, you know, just some things are out of our hands and we're lucky to have had them as long as we have them. Right.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Those some amazing people that you mentioned. Um, I wanted to ask you just to go back a little bit when you go into Orlando and one thing mm-hmm. I was discussing with Phil Moore is like, sure, like around that time, Orlando was like this upcoming big mecca of entertainment. Pop it. You know what I mean?
1: it was, you know, locking. Yes, it, it was like, so much fun. <laughs> it, it,
0: it's so crazy yeah. to think about, like, you know, what, of course, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon Studios, Disney Studios, but then to think mm-hmm. about, oh gosh, you know. NSYNC was about to be on the rise and then Mm -hmm. Backstreet Boys is about to be on the rise.
1: And -hmm.
0: and a lot of those people came from the Mickey Mouse Club. So from what I I understood, um, and I think I heard this in your interview, um, you were with Britney Spears. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I have a a very, very fun six degree separation of me and the Mouseketeers. I mean, you know, Britney Spears went to the performing arts school. As uh, that I went to, as well as uh, Claire Danes and Alicia Keys. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, you know, I, I was very close to a couple people that were on the Mickey Mouse Club as well. And you know, our paths always crossed because Mickey mm. Mouse Club was was shot in Orlando as well. I actually auditioned uh, for MMC. I had a I had a couple callbacks. Yes. Ended up going over to all that on Nickelodeon, and and now I'm proudly proudly on, uh, you know, uh, the proud family on Disney channel and Disney plus, and it's just been amazing being able to do all of this kids programming and be able to just, you know, be a positive force, especially with children and anything educational wise for me is just immensely imperative right now, especially uh, in the times that we're in, you know, so anything that's family friendly or kid content really is where my heart and soul is at.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's so crazy to think about like the possibilities because yeah you audition for the Mickey Mouse Club, but also
1: Imagine, if, yeah. If I would have been over there, it would have been a whole different frequency, a whole different vibration.
0: A whole different thing. Like it's mm-hmm. like even like Nick Carter uh, he auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club as well. <laughs> but he yeah. had a choice between Backstreet and, and the Mickey Mouse Club and he chose backstreet. You know, well, it's I think just he like, chose wild I think he chose wisely. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, you're part of Saturday Morning Royalty. You are on one of my favorite shows, One World. And you play Marcy Blake, who you described as kind of like she was like a Alex P. Keaton, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you she ever she was the Cuban
1: born, of course, the Cuban born entrepreneur on the show. So at the time of the audition, they referenced her like a Michael J. Fox type of vibe, you know yes. how in on Family Ties he was always trying to be a scammer and sell something and make a buck, you know. And oh, that's that was what Marcy Blake was, the 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 epitome of that.
0: <laughs> well, like that, I mean, I, I wish I could like describe like uh, to a young person how important Saturday mornings were for me and that type of programming because Aww. like it was just it was just an amazing time to live, you know. And and that show was really cool. I would love to pick um Peter Engel's brain because I wanted to know like w- was he slightly inspired with that show? Was he slightly inspired by this cartoon called Bionic Six? Because a lot of a lot of it's similar, except there's no um, you know, sci-fi element or whatever. But I, I love that show. Um, what was it like being on that set?
1: <laughs> well, shout out to Peter Engel, who just was um an inductee for the Children's Emmys this past uh, month. Um, and and it was for all his you know, children's programming work such as Mm. Saved by the Bell and One World and City Guys and Hang Time and California Dreams Dreams, and the new class of Saved by the Bell and the list goes on and on, you know, it was about time for him to get an award like that. I still Mm. stay in touch with him and I stay in touch with Mary Lou, who was the director at the time, and she's doing amazing things. I mean, I still stay in touch with my cast members and you know, shout out to Harvey Silver, may his soul rest in peace. We miss Mm -hmm. him deeply, deeply, deeply. And, you know, all the way down to, you know, so many others that have passed away like Dustin diamond from saved by the bell and whatnot, you know, um, I, I think it's imperative for, for me as someone that was a part of so many different, um, special moments to stay in touch with those people so it's nice that with all the past projects I've done that I'm able to pick up conversations from where I left off whether we talk every day or talk every now and then and you know I'm still very close to a lot of the people I work with and for that I'm always going to be forever grateful because it's like you know they leave an imprint you know on you
0: for sure for sure yeah um I want um I I wanted to ask you too like um I recently uh, uh, came across this uh, this clip from Buster Rhymes, and he says, and he said, wow. um, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says, when you're pursuing your destiny and your dream, you almost mm-hmm. have to be a little maniacal, almost a little mm-hmm. bit selfish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've you've had this career that's that's been a, I mean, like decades long career in, in 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 the entertainment industry, and you you you're still doing it and what what what's your secret i mean uh, uh, and i know you know there's ups and downs but what do you do to keep the to, to stay to stay motivated
1: drive i have drive i have tenacity i have optimism i have faith i have hope um and and overall it's there there is no other there is no other it just is i am you know i'm Someone that's big on the law of attraction, what you put out comes back to you. Mm-hmm. I'm very big into manifestation. I'm very big into making sure that pivotal chapters of one's life is utilized to the best of, of one's ability, you know, and now that I'm a wife and a new mom, uh, a working mom by the grace of God, you know, I'm blessed to have a couple projects, you know, transpiring in fruition on a yearly basis, a lot of people, you know, you get lucky if you get one thing, but I never give up. I just, I'm not a quitter. I don't give up. I'm tired. (laughs)
0: Mm,
1: Yeah. But you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And when my daughter's sleeping is when I'm creatively working on things. And it might be in the wee hours of the morning or random moments where I'm like, you know, washing dishes and I'm leaving myself a voice text about, the to-do list of life, but, but overall, like I feel there's enough hours in the day to get things done. I, I'm not a lazy person. And, and I think for me, it's about whatever your heart's desire, like get it out, purge Mm. it out. Otherwise it's just going to stay inside stagnant. And you're going to always say, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And then that bucket list is never going to transpire for yourself. And that's the reason you always see me having um ascending moments okay because because i am becoming more of my authentic organic self and i'm focusing now on things that i only only resonate with and that are high vibrational
0: gotcha thank you so much for um making the orange years come you know and and that was a great mm. documentary i know for a while it was um you know it was uh i think it was kickstarter it was on and you guys were trying to raise money for it and it finally came came to be and i really really enjoyed that documentary i watched it several times was there something that you yourself learned and how did you guys how did you get the cast that you can't do that on television to come together that was crazy i mean what what, what um What did you learn the most about, you know, um, being a producer, executive producer on on that documentary?
1: I, you know, was contacted by Scott Barber, who's my friend and business partner now, and uh, he was the director of Orange Years. And, you know, originally I was asked to just be interviewed and be a part of the alignment. And I remember going, I can definitely be an amazing connector, you know, because I also produce and do other things. And I was able to then. Um, help align certain frequencies, other talent, other things to the project. And, uh, hence why then I later became a producer on the project. You know, um, I believe that, you know, every there's, there's enough room and there's enough to share of the pie in life. Right. And you always got to give a little to get a little, and, you know, the worst somebody can do is say no, and the best that somebody can do is say Yes. And when the door opened for yes, it really opened up a lot of wonderful doors because now Scott and I are working on a multitude of other projects creatively, you know, and our movie, uh, we are so stoked that the response has been what it's been with the fans. Um, you could see us streaming on Hulu and different platforms or, you know, buy or rent it um, and check out orange years, you know, his website to check out all the fun stuff about more information about it and see behind the scene fix and all that stuff. But, it was a great journey. I mean, we're, we were so stoked that Coolio was in it. God rest his yeah. soul. So we yeah. we were able to get footage of him, you know, um, which was very important because he was a big part of Nickelodeon. And yeah. um, you know, it, we we got a chance to really vibrate with some amazing people to see where they are now. And and because of that, now I have like new friends or rekindled previous relationships with people, and that's what's fun about doing this type of stuff is that it's like just a circle constantly, a full circle moment constantly. And that's what this whole journey was with the orange air was full so- circle moments, literally happening constantly.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now yeah. um, you, you said you have some upcoming projects. I wanted to know um, yeah. what's something we, um that um people could be excited about as well as um how can people reach you through your social media platforms?
1: Yeah, well, uh, in a nutshell, the Proud Family Ladder and Prouder. We have a season three coming out. I just don't have a date yet. So stay posted on that. You know, uh, I'm on social media at Elisa Reyes, or you could, you know, uh, go check out my website, elisareyes.com. I got the little check mark. So, you know, that's officially me. I'm on TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, what is it? Threads, X. Instagram, I'm on the know, I'm cool. I know what's up. And <laughs> and I have a film out called Sisters and it's on BET Plus so you could check that out. I play the yeah. character Elise and that was so much fun. It's with little mama and just an amazing cast of people. And then we have, um, I have a couple of other really fun things to share. Like for instance, I'm a board member for a nonprofit dance company called California Dance Institute. And so we have a really fun dance-a-thon coming up. And the link is in my bio if you want to donate and check out my dance-a-thon. It's something I'm really passionate about. If you want to learn about giving back to you know, inner-city kids in their community that is just a melting pot of just rays of light, please check out my link tree in my social media so you can learn more about the California Dance Institute. And other than that, I have a lot of other fun things coming out later this year in regards to Disney work and all that. So you just have to stay posted. And, you know, once again, thank you so much for having me, you know, and if you want to know more about me, visit my site, join my monthly newsletter. I also coach acting and every now and then I do motivational speaking and, you know, all these different kinds of fun workshops. And last but not least, I also do a lot of fun conventions throughout the year. So maybe you get a chance to see me at Comic Con or some of your other nice. different cons. And if there's a convention you want me to be at, shoot me an email and I'll let my booking team know. Okay.
0: Thank you yeah. so much for your time. Um, and this whole podcast is about giving a person a flower, so I want to say thank you for just your time. Thank oh. you for being you. You know, you look amazing. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're like <laughs> a vegan or drinking out a lot of water. Believe but it or not, great.
1: less is more. I was going crazy with like products, and I've learned now in my life, less is more. And just like good old soap and water, a little moisturizer goes along.
0: <laughs> yes. I love ivory soap. That's like still my favorite soap to this you're day. You're
1: so cute. Well, you have such a great energy. And so that's why I now know why Phil loved you because whoever you talk to, you just make them feel at home. And I know that God has grand plans for you. So don't change a thing. Just keep on doing you boo. Cause you're, you're really special and you've been awesome.
0: Thank you so much for your time. And, um, uh, I- Yeah, thanks for everything.
1: By the way, um, if you want something fun to watch, check out Theme Song Takeover. La Sienica took over the Proud Family theme song, and it was so much fun. Check it out on YouTube at Disney Channel or Disney Plus. Yeah.
0: I will do. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Love you. you.
1: Muchos besitos. Bye.
0: Bye. Ciao. Bye, babe. Bye.